Over time, more than 47 million people have immigrated to the U.S., and German Americans make up 7.2 million of that number, and they account for 17% of the U.S. population, or 43 million people, making them the largest self-reported ancestry group in the U.S. Germans are some of America's first immigrants, and they have been migrating to America for over 400 years. They came to the U.S. for job opportunities to escape famine, religious or political persecution, and sometimes just the opportunity to start over. German immigrants have brought America several significant cultural events, including Christmas trees, Easter eggs, and hamburgers. So where did this all start? Let's take a look at the immigrations over time. Starting from the beginning, in 1608, the very first few German immigrants arrived in the U.S. and settled in Pennsylvania. They were followed by the first significant group of German immigrants about 75 years later in 1683, with 13 families and 50 people who were seeking religious freedom. They immigrated to Pennsylvania and founded Germantown, which was a prominent town where many German immigrants settled. As time went on, more Germans immigrated to the U.S. for religious freedom and job opportunities, and many of these immigrants worked as indentured servants for five to seven years to pay off passage costs and between 1700 and 1760, about 100,000 Germans immigrated to the U.S., and these are some of the events that caused these people to immigrate here in that time span. First, there was a famine in Prussia, where over 250,000 people died, and at the time, Prussia was a German state. There were also over 15,000 people who moved for farming in Pennsylvania. Over this telling of German immigration to the U.S., you will see that farming was a very big part of it. In this time, there was also a lot of immigration from Protestants as they were expelled from Austria and Moravians, which was a branch of Protestant Christianity. Uh, they were forced to flee homes and they ended up founding two towns in Pennsylvania named Bethlehem and Nazareth. During this time, there was also the Revolutionary War and about 30,000 Hessian soldiers were hired by the British, which was a name for German soldiers. And after the Revolutionary War, at least 3,500 of these Hessian soldiers ended up staying in the U.S. So by 1790, there were still around 100,000 German Americans, which accounted for 8.6% of the U.S. population and 33% of Pennsylvania's population. Then, in 1845, the European famines of the 1840s hit Germany, and it caused crop failures and poverty, which created a wave of immigrants. And then there was the failure of the Revolution of 1848, which had the intention of unifying German-speaking states, but it ended up failing, and this caused a wave of refugees named the 48ers, who had supported the Revolution. From 1845 to 1855, more than a million Germans fled to the U.S., making the 1850s one of the peak periods for German immigration to the U.S., with 250,000 immigrating to the U.S. just in the year of 1854 due to economic hardships, fleeing crop failure, land and job shortages, rising taxes, famine, and political unrest. By 1860, there were about 1.3 million German Americans, and with such a big wave of German immigrants, many of them struggled with facing prejudice and mistrust, as well as overcoming the language barrier. 
In 1872, privileges that were granted to German farmers settled in Russia were revoked by the Tsarist government, which caused thousands of farmers who were working in Russia to immigrate. And by 1920, there were over 100,000 of these farmers resided in the U.S., mostly in the Dakotas, Nebraska, and Colorado. And in 1990, it was estimated that about 1 million descendants of these German Russians lived in the U.S. Now, the 1880s was actually the heaviest German immigration wave, with about 1.5 million immigrants settling in the U.S., while industries were exploding with the industrialization of the U.S. Part of this was worsening opportunities for farming in Central Europe due to population growth and industrialization. It was also due to persecution of some religious groups and military conscription. Not to mention that the U.S. presented better economic opportunities and, again, more opportunities to own land. So by 1890, there were about 2.8 million German-born Americans, and they faced a lot of the same issues that I mentioned earlier with prejudice and mistrust as well as the language barrier. But the types of problems that German-Americans faced changed quickly when World War I started in 1914. German-Americans started getting a lot more hate as Germany and the U.S. were on opposing sides and people feared Germans. At the time, Germans got attacked, some got tarred and feathered, and one man was even lynched. This caused Germans to start hiding their identities, and the U.S. got rid of German language schools and removed German books. In the long run, this got rid of a lot of German culture in America, and nowadays, less than 5% of German descendants speak German. World War I ended in 1918, and by 1920, there were about 1.7 million German-born Americans. This decrease in German-born Americans compared to the 2.8 million in 1890 is simply due to not much immigration happening during World War I. Then, in 1921, the National Origins Quota began, and it ended in 1965. It essentially reduced immigration to the U.S., but it did favor old immigrants, which included Northern and Central Europe, and Germany was a part of this group. It hurt more of the new immigrants, which included Southern and Eastern Europe. So, this did not hurt German immigration as much as it hurt immigration from other countries. There was also the Immigration Act of 1924, which restricted the number of immigrants from Asia, so it did not affect German immigration so much. In 1933, the Nazi party assumed power, and this caused more immigration to the U.S. as people were escaping persecution, and this included many prominent people. In fact, it included Albert Einstein. And shortly after the Nazi party assumed power, in 1939, World War II started, which again caused many hardships for Germans. This caused more anti-German hate and reinforced cultural assimilation of German-Americans. And during World War II, some German-Americans in coastal areas were detained or evicted, and a total of 11,507 people of German ancestry were interned during the war. This was happening, and this was real. A specific example was a 17-year-old named Eberhard Furr was taken out of his high school classroom in Cincinnati and was arrested by FBI agents. He was then sent off to an internment camp for quote-unquote enemy aliens in Texas, where he spent the next four and a half years with his family. 
Eberhard Furr was certainly not the only one, and this was definitely a scary time for German Americans, as they lived in a place that despised their original home. They were even called names like the Huns, which referred to them as barbaric raiders. After the war, one more surge of German immigrants came to the U.S. as survivors of the conflict and escaping the grim aftermath in Germany. There were over half a million German immigrants in this surge. Earlier, I mentioned some of the contributions that Germany brought to America, including the Christmas tree, Easter bunny, Easter eggs, and hamburgers. They also brought hot dogs, and they established the first kindergarten in the U.S., as you can kind of tell by the name kindergarten, which translates to children, garden, in German. I mentioned earlier that there is now roughly 49 million German Americans in the U.S. today, and... Throughout this telling of German immigration, I mention Pennsylvania a lot. That is because Pennsylvania has the largest population of German Americans today, with about 3.5 million people of German ancestry. This is followed by Ohio, Wisconsin, Illinois, and then Texas. Nowadays, many less Germans immigrate to the U.S., with 12,500 in 2017. This is most likely because Germany is in much better shape now than it has been in the past, and there are less push factors for the people who live there now. Today we learned that Germans are the largest self-reported ancestry group in the U.S., and one of the oldest immigration groups spanning over 400 years. They have had a large influence on the U.S. and have brought many traditions that are mainstream today. Thank you so much for listening.